Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and my guest today is, An is Aniko Ball, who is a, um, is a, has been a dentist in Melbourne, Australia, but she's now trained to become an Alexander Technique teacher, and most of the work she does these days is with dentists and dental students. We've done a number of podcasts on the topic of the Alexander Technique and in, in, in dentistry, but today we're going to do something a little different. I've asked Aniko if she would be okay giving a short introduction to the Alexander Technique for the general public, and she's agreed to do that. So, Aniko, welcome to the show. Um, <clears throat> hello, Robert, and, and it's my pleasure to be on your show. Well, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And I'm just going to turn it over to you. Um, the basic question, and again, for for people who really had known nothing about the technique, is what is it and how might it be useful to me? Well, Robert, um, as you know, until about 10 years ago, I had never heard of the Alexander Technique, and I regularly talk to dentists mostly, but anybody else, and most people have not heard of it still. So this is a very timely podcast. For me, the Alexander Technique is literally a user guide to the way that we can move and hold postures in a in a gravitational field, because there is gravity acting on us all the time, and I'd never thought about it. I was, in fact, speaking to a very large group of dentists the other day, and none of them had heard of the technique, and none of them had ever thought about the fact that there's gravity acting on them. And um, given that literally everything we purchase these days, there is a user guide for that, I always thought, since I've known about the Alexander technique and trained in it and how to teach it, I thought, well, this is actually a user guide. I wish that we were born with a little user guide booklet around our necks that will uh, remind us how, how, to, how to move, how to hold postures, what we should and shouldn't do with our bodies. And one of my mottos is, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And what I mean by that, Robert, is that we can do all kinds of twists and bends with our bodies because um, <clears throat> in the spinal column we have this between the vertebra which allow us to squash and distort these discs so that we can move into all kinds of um, <clears throat> movement and posture. But if we don't return into a neutral spine, for example, then we cause damage. So just because we can do certain twists and bends, and I see this all the time among dentists when I go to my hairdresser and cutting my hair, um, I go into uh, <clears throat> Apple stores and I watch these young computer geniuses behind the junior bar twisted and bent to explain how the computer can be used for their clients. I see it everywhere and certainly I watch young people over their mobile phone totally distorting their spines and I wish that they actually knew what they should and shouldn't do for any period of time and I mean by that a very very short time that we can move out of the spinal curves 
because they, otherwise there is damage. So what the Alexander technique is about for me is um, an understanding of how I was designed to move. There, there are biomechanical design principles to not, we're not just the body, there is a body-mind, we are a psychophysical being and there are biomechanical design principles to, to us and we don't know about it. And an example I like to use a lot is that you don't have to be a mechanical engineer to know how to cooperate with the mechanical design of a car. Most of the listeners would be driving a car and even if they're driving a, an automatic car, they would know that the car selects a low gear to go uphill and a high gear to go at a fast speed along um, a freeway. And that's cooperating with the mechanical design of the car or giving way to the right when that's what the road rule says in Australia, that's what we do, then that's what you do and then you don't have a squashed side of the car. And what I see is that a lot of people who have had chronic pain, for example, and I was one of those people, as you know, Robert, for over 30 years I suffered chronic pain, bent and twisted like a pretzel over my patient as a dentist. And I got all kinds of um, medical and um, physical therapy treatments to try and fix the different body parts. And no one actually looked at what I was doing to my body. And I likened that to driving myself in the wrong gear. I had no idea that there were biomechanical design principles that should guide me as to how I move and hold postures whether I was doing dentistry or I was at home <clears throat> reaching for something or bent over the kitchen bench and chopping vegetables or in front of my computer. I just did whatever I thought I could because, and then I wondered how come I'm in pain. And I see that a lot of people are driving themselves in the wrong gear, not knowing what is okay to do and what's not, not okay to do, using too much tension far too much muscle contraction of muscles that are not designed for lengthy contractions. For example, um, the muscles of the arm are all movement muscles. They're not designed for holding the arm up and elbow up for lengthy periods. And yet a lot of people do that. Uh, I see it um, in my hairdressing salon. I see it among dentists. I see it in a lot of different occupations when I get my my cafe latte, I'm a lover of coffee. I see baristas doing terrible things with their shoulders and arms, not knowing that the arm and shoulder were not designed to be held up that way. And I regularly speak to them even briefly while they're making my coffee and explain what to do different. And people find that a little bit of understanding of, of um, the Alexander principles about how we're designed to move and hold postures makes a difference and reduces pain. Of course, the Alexander technique is well known in the performing arts fields and many Alexander teachers are teaching how musicians, singers, actors are able to move better, play without injury, use their uh, voice, 
better and, and help with breathing so that they're not getting in the way of how breathing is, was designed to happen naturally. Right. And I know that it applies. <clears throat> yes? Yes, and, and um, an, another group of people are, would be people who are in pain, for example, back pain, neck pain. Yes, well, that that is my particular interest, and that's what brought me to, right. to the Alexa technique, because knowing how to how to lean forward without distorting the spine, using the hip joint to pivot the torso forward, knowing how to look down from the top of the spine, which is at the height of the ears, and also learning how to lie in active rest, or also called the semi-supine, which releases um, muscle tension and decompresses the spine, stiff people from back neck, neck pain, and it certainly saved me. It applies, Robert, to absolutely every activity that a person could be involved in by preventing or over helping to overcome already existing chronic pain by making movement more efficient and helping to perform as best as possible. I can't actually think of any, any field that it doesn't apply to and wouldn't help. Exactly. And um, I think a lot of people might assume that they could distort their bodies badly for a while but there would be some sort of automatic self-correction system that would kick in. But that's not actually the case, is it? Not at all. And in fact, what is quite amazing when I teach dentists, for example, regularly in how they can move in ways that don't injure them, they say, well, that feels strange, whereas the good old twisting, and I call it twisting like a pretzel, feels comfy. Because, and it, 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 uh, there's no reminder that this is harmful because whatever is familiar feels kind of comfortable and natural. Right. And I, I think wish th there was a built-in warning device. But there, there, that's, that's an interesting point because there really isn't. And we can develop habits that are quite harmful, habits of movement, that, that uh, we have no idea that they are our habits that we're feeling, not not how we're really designed to move. Very much so. And what I really love, and you're probably familiar with the one of the very simple descriptions um, of the Alexander Technique at the Mayo Clinic, which is offering Alexander lessons mm -hmm. and has Alexander teachers working there, is recognizing harmful what is harmful and undoing and changing it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Maybe um, if you could say a word or two about if someone someone's listening to this and it sounds interesting, what would actually happen if they came for an Alexander lesson? Um, an Alexander teacher who is very highly trained, 1,600 hours of, of training as a minimum in person in an Alexander school, would be looking at what it is that you're doing when you walk, when you talk, the way you move, the way you sit, that is 
not helping you, that could be causing either a um, reduction in your efficiency of whatever it is you're doing, affecting your voice, or causing you pain or, or increasing the risk for, um, for chronic pain, and then teaching you to recognize that and helping you to change that habit and teaching your thinking and your um, neuromuscular system how to change that pattern of movement and posture by assist by explanations and also by giving you kinesthetic guidance where the Alexander teaches hands are placed on the shoulder or around the head, neck or back and, and giving you an optimal um, firing pattern in the neuromuscular system. What I often like to use as, an, as a metaphor, Robert, is, is um, changing, <clears throat> changing software on a computer. Whenever we want to change something we no longer want in our computer, we can simply press delete. Unfortunately, any habit we have, once we have done something a couple of times, it becomes almost written into um, our, our um, neuromuscular system like software in, the, software in the brain, and you can't press delete. The only way you can change that harmful pattern of movement and posture, that habit, is to recognize it, regularly interrupt it, stop, Pause, just notice and change and do it over and over until you create a new default. And the Alexander teacher in several lessons helps to recognize, interrupt and improve that pattern with a new improved default. Right. And I think it's worth saying that while we, it's quite easy to develop harmful habits, uh, on the one hand, on the other, our body is our body mind is poised to cooperate with anything that improves the situation. So it's very responsive to suggestions to, that make things easier. It it it, it it's it, and that's a good thing because otherwise I can't imagine that a few Alexander lessons could make the kind of difference that it does very much and we should really say that babies um, and up to the age of toddler just past toddlerhood provided they don't have any developmental or physical um, injuries and issues they actually know how to move and cooperate with their design <clears throat> as they get off the floor and they have such a heavy head unfortunately so we're, when we're teaching people the Alexander Technic principles were actually reminding them of something they knew once when they were little exactly. but then yeah. they st little children start copying adults who are twisting and bending and collapsing on couches and over mobile devices and they're told not to move and wriggle at school and the school chairs as we know are now very poorly designed so we forget that and, our, and in the Alexander lessons we are reminded of what is actually already there and we once knew. Right. And uh, Mr. Alexander, F. Matthias Alexander, the developer of this process, uh, did say that ideally it would be taught to young children. Um, and pr 
as a practical matter, it usually ends up being taught to adults. I've always thought it should be taught in kindergarten because kids in kindergarten could learn this in no time at all. But you have to have a kindergarten teacher who knows something about it. So it doesn't tend to happen. Well, let's hope that it will. And I know that uh, Ted Diamond in New York at the Diamond Institute is entire is one of his visions is to teach school teachers and, and have this available right. at yes. a very young age in early learning. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, um, is there anything else that you would like to say to our listeners about the Alexander Technique? Well, I'd like to very highly recommend that you have Alexander lessons. Don't even wait to have pain. The Alexander Technique saved me from decades of, of suffering, and I, I'm just so grateful for what I got out of it. I recommend that with, that you have Alexander lessons, whether you are suffering any pain or stiffness, or you just want to make sure that you won't end up that way, or you'd like to become more proficient and better at whatever you do, or just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. It, I, I guess one more thing I'd like to say is that the Alexander Technique helped me to become a lot more mindful, a lot more present and grounded in my life and I'm more able to cope with whatever situation arises. So it's taken me beyond just getting me well after terrible long-term chronic pain. I'm just functioning in every way, emotionally, physically, and mentally, far better than ever before. Yes, and I think that that happens with a lot of people who take lessons. They come because of a particular issue, could be low back pain, or they want to sing better or play the violin better or whatever but they end up uh, with all sorts of benefits that that they didn't expect and I have I have heard teachers refer to the Alexander technique as embodied mindfulness which I think is a pretty good description of it I agree I, I, I have seen it amongst the dentists that I teach and I've definitely seen this in my own life. Well, let's let's end on that on that note. Um, my guest and Alexander Technique explainer today has been Aniko Ball, uh, a dentist, formerly a dentist. Now, well, she still is a dentist, but she works. I'm, I'm still a dentist. You're still a dentist, but you do mostly work teaching Alexander principles to uh dentists dent- and dental students i will if i'll put a link to her website certainly if you're in the, if you're a dentist anywhere uh contact her i think she's planning on starting some online uh instruction for dentists she's she's very busy in australia teaching at various dental practices. I'll also put a link to a site that will tell you a lot more about the Alexander Technique and enable you to find a teacher uh, anywhere in the world. Aniko, thank you so much for this. It's been my pleasure, Robert.